LTD, Lincoln Town Car. Some of that El Dorado phone. Hey everyone, welcome to the Off the Rail Show on the OFD Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And wanted to take a quick moment uh, here to talk a little bit about something that I've been meaning to <clears throat> to write about and, and, and something with over the last couple of weeks. Uh, some news about uh, uh, Notre Dame's biggest rival, uh, USC. Now, you know... If you are a listener of this show and a reader of um, OFT, you know we are big believers in the big R, little r concept when it comes to rivalries. And USC is the biggest R of the big R's uh, for Notre Dame. They are, they are the choicest, <clears throat> primiest cup uh, cut uh, of for for uh, Notre Dame in football here. So. You know, what goes on with USC very much affects Notre Dame and their stature. I've, you know, as much as we all hate USC and and uh, happy when Troy is burning to the ground, uh, the truth of the matter is that Notre Dame really needs USC uh, to be an upper level program, especially the way that uh, the way the sport is moving now. Um, It's it's a built in every year primetime kind of a game. And it just has not been that way. In fact, I mean, Notre Dame, USC, both being top 10-ish type schools is just not a thing. I mean, it, it, it's rare that both of those teams are, you know, are ranked inside the top 10 at the same time. Um, uh, but, uh, but anyways, so what's going on is, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, USC Athletic Director Mike Bond, or is a Bone? I, it doesn't really make a difference. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call him. We'll call him Bond uh, on, on this podcast. But USC is a little unhappy right now. Uh, and where does unhappiness come from? Oh, that's right, uh, money. <laughs> you know, money doesn't buy happiness, but it can sure make unhappiness in a hurry. And basically, uh, you know, it just it stems from from media rights. Uh, USC is part of their Pac-12 media deal. They're, they're they get their $33 million per year, as the rest of the schools in the in the uh, Pac-12. Uh, but that is quite a bit less than the SEC, which gives their schools $44.6 million a year, and the Big Ten uh, with a whopping $55 million a year. So it's a lot of money. It's big, big bucks. So when you're looking at, you know, what the Big, big Ten versus the Pac-12, you know, their media rights money, $22 million per school, that's a lot of dough. So, you know, USC is a little unhappy. And I got to tell you, the last time the last time we, we started hearing a, a big-name, blue-blood-ish type football program uh, really making noise with their athletic director about, about money, uh, as, you know, as far as like kind of out of nowhere, was Nebraska. And Nebraska was the one that that really, you know, I, mean, I don't know if they really kicked off conference realignment, but they sure, you know, they sure set it set it all in motion. Uh, once Nebraska left the uh, the Big Twelve and, and went to the Big Ten, it had things going, and that all stemmed from how unhappy they were with with the whole deal with Texas um, and you know the Longhorn Network and the money that, the money that was going around. Uh, Nebraska wanted a fair share of the cut. And felt they were they you know deserved it at the time, so they took off for the Big Ten, leaving 
history and tradition and rivalries behind uh, in search of a more financially sound world. Uh, they got that, um, although, you know, it seems like, you know, their football program really hasn't benefited from it uh, on the field. Uh, but, you know, that's for another podcast. So so hearing, hearing USC's athletic director go public on this, I, he talked to the um, – uh, it was the Perry style to uscfootball.com, you know, you know, about all this noise, you know, it starts to, you know, it starts to it maybe start to set things in motion. Uh, you know, when they talk about, um, you know, their, their markets and, 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 and what, you know, what all, what it all means. And, you know, it's, it started having people wondering, you know, can USC leave? Would they leave? Can they become an independent? And, you know, that's something that that's kind of struck me a little bit as far as, you know, how would that look? How would that work? You know, who benefits, you know, and and really all that. Um, now, my was Mike Bone. <laughs> Sorry. So so the, so the bone there, you know. He, as soon as he made the comments about you know about all the, all that stuff, um, th- there was kind of a kind of a he wanted to clarify a little bit of what what happened and and, um, and I'll, I'll just read I'll just read you this and and uh, he, he wanted to clarify remarks about you know about heading elsewhere. He said you know the answer is no. Uh, why would we do that? We got twenty one sports here. You know the drill. There would be no way for us to do that. Now, with that being said, if the unexpected happened and NBC said, hey, we want to partner you guys with Notre Dame, then that's different. And it's really that, 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 that part of it all that has me set off. So can, first of all, first of all, can USC go independent? And the truth of the matter is, yes, you absolutely can. Uh, you, they, there's, there's no law. That says that they can't, but, you know, but as far as, you know, would it work for them? We don't know. Uh, look, Notre Dame has been at this independent business for a long, long time. It's built within the, the program, the school, and really college football itself. I mean, it works for Notre Dame because they are the premier independent program. They've stayed independent, whereas other schools have wimped out, like uh, Florida State, Penn State, Miami. Um, you know, big time independent programs from the past, they all went, you know, scurrying towards, uh, you know, conferences and, and, and a little bit of help. Notre Dame stayed independent and stayed strong. So they're used to it. USC, they've still have always relied on their PAC, you know, PAC 12 conference. And so, you know, this isn't just a football decision. You know, once you decide to do something, you know, it's it, it's the full go. So, like you know, like when Nebraska left and when Texas A and M, it's not like they. And this is we're talking about schedule here. It's not like you can go back and you, you still schedule. For, you know, three, four of those teams for the conference you just left at the altar. Uh, you know, I know some people think that. Oh well, you know the Pac twelve, they, they would still be able to. So if if USC left, you know the big one of the it's it all comes down to scheduling, right? Like, <laughs> like, who do they get? 
you know, you got Notre Dame every year. That's guaranteed. And that's a big game. It's a big matchup. And then after that, it's it's a mad scramble to find out or to find who you can schedule up. And the way that these schedules are 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 put together and things are done so far in advance, it, it's hard to, you know, you really got to, they, they got to come up with eight to nine games then a year that they would already have scheduled. You know, BYU does it. Liberty does it. New Mexico State does it. But that was a BYU, Liberty, New Mexico State. You know, they, they not doing it on Notre Dame's level. Even Notre Dame has had to resort to, um, I mean, I don't think they needed to do this per se for scheduling reasons, but it made things a lot easier for, the, for them for their, you know, they did it because of their other sports. But, you know, they still rely on the ACC's, you know, five, six games even sometimes a year. That's a big chunk, to, you know, of, of your schedule. So can USC find programs to schedule, you know, every year? They're, they're going to, do you, you know, are, would they be able to, you know, still play UCLA? Now, just because, you know, Texas Texas A&M is over and done with, doesn't mean that USC, UCLA would have to be that way forever. And I, I doubt you would see a mandate come down from the Pac-12, like, this isn't like fielding Yost type stuff, you know, where you are not allowed to schedule USC. There'll be some bad blood for sure, uh, but you know, they I, I could still see that game being scheduled. So let's just say so. So now you have two in the bag: UCLA and Notre Dame. Uh, still ten more games. That's a lot. Um, it, so they it really it would have to come down to how how. Um, how interesting can you get it? Because the first couple of years, it's probably not going to be perfect schedules. Uh, it's probably not going to be a, a, a. It may not even be schedules that would help you get to uh, the college football playoff. And yes, if USC USC is on the same level as Notre Dame, is in effect where you know if they went twelve and zero, you know, or eleven and one against a really tough schedule as an independent, they can still get into the playoffs. I, I, I don't think that would be. That's not being crazy. That's just being for real. So, but that's the whole thing is who do they schedule? That that will be tough. Um, and you start looking on, once you get past, you know, the Mississippi program, there's less and less programs on the FBS level, you know, really to schedule. Do they dip into the Big 12? I mean, there could be a landmine, you know, not landmine, but there could be a lot of, a lot of gold mines uh, there with the Big 12 because, you know, of the way they schedule, you know, maybe you could pick off another two. Uh, I mean, they really would have to get, it would have to get pretty, um, you know, they'd have to start digging in deep, making these phone calls, but it could happen. And as far as like their other sports are concerned, uh, you know, there's the, the Western West coast conference, whatever that is in basketball, you could get them in, they could do that. There, there's all sorts of ways for them to find homes for their other programs. It's not out of the realm. And when you start talking about money, all right, what if you know what if NBC did do that? I mean, first of all, I think that would be ballsy by NBC, um, and I think it would be great uh, for NBC to do, to do to give them a a deal like like Notre Dame's. I I would find that I think I think that would be another battle you'd have. Uh, 
uh, as far as scheduling goes and, and trying to fit fit those in. But uh, one's an East Coast and one's a West Coast program. I, maybe it's not maybe it's not as hard as I'm making it out to be right now. Um, but even without NBC, uh, Amazon, uh, Hulu, uh, take your pick. Streaming is the is king now, right? Uh, YouTube TV. There, there's there's all sorts of properties uh, of media properties right now that probably be dying, uh, you know, to get to get uh, you know a chunk of this live sports money, which is where all the money's at. That's why there's kind of, that's why these things are so huge. That's why these these media right deals are so big. It's because that's where the money's at in in television advertising. So I don't I don't think I don't think USC would have a problem. I think they would actually have the uh, kind of a pick of the litter in a way. Uh, you know, of choosing. It would just be the one that would have to fit best with, with their school. Now, I'm talking about all of this stuff, right? And, you know, it's fun. And once that was brought up, too, then you got a writer from Oregon saying, you know, maybe Oregon should go independent and they can do it. And they got, and it's the same kind of arguments. Like, because of the streaming world we live in, the media rights that really holds conferences together don't really amount to much. If someone's willing to give you the money, you could, you'll find other ways. Okay, I mean, money can, money makes the world go round. Money makes conferences go and disappear. Um, you know, ask the Big East. So, but I'm, you know, all that said, you know, why am I talking about it? Oh, again, you know, it's Notre Dame's biggest big R rival. But I also think it would be if USC could find a way to make it work. I think it would be huge for a program like Notre Dame, and. I mean, there's still a stigma with Notre Dame being independent, according to some media, and really to a lot of college administrators. And that's because there's just no more good independence, right, other than Notre Dame. And so this isn't like, you know, 1988, 1989, you know, 1990, you know, back when, you know, independents were still strong. Once you – if you would get more schools following in that direction – then that stigma, and it, which is all bullshit anyways, but that stigma starts to fall away. So I think it would be great for Notre Dame. I think, you know, if they had a deal like with NBC, uh, they could do, you know, they did double headers. You know what I mean? Like, so you'd have, you know, Notre Dame being a 230 game, uh, USC being, you know, a 630 game or whatever. I think that would be pretty great. Uh, I think it'd be good for NBC. I think it'd be good for for Notre Dame. Be good for USC. I think it'd be great for that rivalry. I think anytime we can get a chance to make that rivalry bigger and more in the spotlight and grandiose, probably the better. Uh, you know the the way this is all going. So I am in favor of USC going independent. I hope they do. I don't think they will at all. I, I, this is, I mean, it, it's grandstanding in a way. It's it's talk of the talk. Uh, the Pac-12 would shit themselves. And, but, I mean, <laughs> that league is, excuse me, just so poorly run. Uh, Larry Scott is not doing the things that they thought Larry Scott was going to do. Um, and, you know, the, the proof is in the money right now. Just like we said, you know, when you're making $22 million less than the Big Ten, $11 million less than the SEC per school, that's a lot of money. It's a big difference. And, you know, the Pac-12 back during the um, uh, during the realignment wars, you know, there was talk, you know, once of, 
you know, like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bolton, uh, you know, for the Pac-12, which would have been, you know, huge on that on that level too. That would have been huge to have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State head that way. Maybe that makes things differently, as you know, as far as media rights and all that goes. I don't know. I mean, the, the Big Ten. I, I still feel the Big Ten cheapened their product, you know, for the just to grab a few bucks by adding Maryland and Rutgers. I mean, did that is that really working? I mean, money wise, I suppose, but is that really working? Like what are what are the you know what are they bringing to the to the table now football wise is more or less what I'm talking about basketball is a, d- a different story um, so you know overall maybe you know you're bringing a lot of lacrosse titles with Maryland um, but I mean I guess the Big Ten can can truly claim the first uh, football game now with Rutgers uh, so <laughs> you know you got all sorts of stuff but. This whole business about USC, I just think it would be great if they went independent. I think it would be good for Notre Dame um, if something like this happened. I think they. this is something that if, if there's any seriousness to it at all, I think Jack Swarbrick and Notre Dame should uh, be that guiding hand, be that leading hand to say, hey, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good world over here. You can do this. Uh, you know, we're, we're praying for you, buddy. I think Notre Dame should do that. I think it's it would be in our best interest. Um, you know, and again, this is all basically fantasy talk. You just and you go back to that summer of the conference realignment, and that's what a lot of this reminds me of is is all the uh, you know just all the made up scenarios of this school goes there and this school goes there and yada yada yada. It's it's, it's a whole bunch a whole bunch of nonsense, but yet stuff still happened. I mean, some nonsense stuff still went on and, and big moves were made and it, which has changed the face of college football and, and athletics, you know, forever. Um, and it, it'll continue to be different because of that. Um, so this would be a, a, a huge move. Uh, but you know, I just, I think it would be just a bold stroke by USC and a kind of a, in a way, a minor victory for Notre Dame. Uh, to get another big time program into the independent status, so that's all I got. <laughs> I just I think you know if USC wants to do it, I've given you the go ahead, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you know the good okay to do it. Uh, but again, if, if this is brought up anywhere, uh, just know that USC probably isn't going to do that. Um, but they you know they are trying to position themselves. Um, within the league, look, it's, it isn't just money with USC. They're they're unhappy about um, the way the Pac-12 has been scheduling. It seems like USC, for being one of their premier, you know, their pre- premier team, them and Oregon, I suppose. Uh, but you know, USC's kind of getting the short end of the stick scheduling wise, uh, the way they've been doing stuff. There's years where they don't have a bye week. There's going. It's it's weird. It's weird how USC is treated out there, um, and you can start to see why they're feeling like, you know what, screw this, uh, we can do better elsewhere. So I'm saying, yeah, go ahead. I, I would love to see it. <laughs> please, please do. Uh, all right, so that's all I got over here at the, uh, on the Off the Rail show. Just a, just a quick uh just a quick man. Go ahead, go go ahead, go do it, USC. Who knows? Maybe the maybe the Jewel Chalele would finally Notre Dame would finally like recognize it out on the field rather than just uh, 
you know, in a, in a case outside Brian Kelly's office, you know, you'd be making it a bigger deal. I mean, just think if, if, if USC was, was independent and had a, had an NBC contract alongside Notre Dame, uh, what the Jules Shalali game, uh, would be. I mean, they, you could really, they could really go all out with that kind of thing, man. Um, I mean, NBC's pretty lame most of the time, so maybe I doubt it. Uh, but you definitely could. You get someone with vision in there that is, that wants to promote, uh, the product more than promote some stupid, uh, ass sky net camera, uh, then it could work. It could be amazing. Uh, so I'm all for it. So, all right. So that's it. Uh, look, check out all our stuff over at, uh, onefootdown.com. It has been a rough, rough winter sports. I mean, it's been rough, but uh, ACC tourney is about to start. And our name has got to win it all to get in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, I mean, there's a path there's, I'm not going to get too optimistic here, but there's a, there's a path for them to do it. It's, it, it's not too daunting when you think about how they played against these teams in the, you know, during the season, like, look, they could do it. Uh, but they're going to need some things. <laughs> they're going to need some breaks, but they could definitely do it. Um, but, uh, doubtful is uh, that it ends up being that way. Uh, Notre Dame hockey just lost tonight, uh, you know, in game three of the series against Minnesota and the big 10 quarterfinals. So, you know, they're not going the, their NCAA tournament, um, Notre Dame baseball is hot right now. They just swept uh, North Carolina, so that's pr- that's pretty dope. Uh, good good to see that uh, some new coaching down you know over in South Bend is is helping them out. Uh, and who knows? Maybe they got a got an amazing se- season up their sleeve, and uh, we can have some fun with that. But right now we're just waiting for you know St. Patrick's Day to get here. Uh, not only for an excuse if we ever needed one uh, to get severely wasted, but it's uh, spring practice gets back going again. You have the one and that, <laughs> you the one the other day. Now you have to wait all the way to St. Patrick's Day, but then that's when it gets going, and, uh, and we can see what we have going on with the football team. And that's it, y'all. Please, uh, please rate and review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, every re- review that is left, whether it's a three star, four star, five star, whatever, every review that you leave, though. Um, We'll be right on the OFD podcast. We're getting a lot of great reviews, which has been um, really, really nice. And uh, it feels good to get those things. But even if you have, I mean, not that I want you guys to be mad, but even if it isn't the greatest thing and, and you want to tell us, you know, hey, we're doing something wrong. You'd like to see this, whatever it is. I mean, just leave a review uh, and we're going to read it. And we take those things to heart and we try to do uh, the best job that we can over there. So, For me and all my crew over to OFD, go Irish.